our lesson today is Kingdom Values. And our focus verses, Mark 10, 21 through 22. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And our lesson text class, the truth about God. And the truth for my life is, I will put God first in my life. Amen. Minister Tina did an excellent job bringing that point. Amen. So today's lesson is dealing with the rich, young ruler. There's a, um, a lot of different points, a lot of meat in this text. Uh, Sister Leach started out talking about how this young man seemed to have everything going for himself because he had an abundance of things, abundance of riches. But he was curious, uh, approached Jesus with a question. And he asked Jesus, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Because... He knew that he needed something more than money. Man, I, I admire this generation in their ingenuity and their drive and their gifts and talents and their abundance of knowledge. Uh, but there's something missing. Uh, and this young man had reached a point in his life, you know, I'm sure that he was kind of at a crossroad, so to speak. You know, he had built himself nicely in the natural, but there was something missing on the inside. Amen. And everybody in the room, I'm sure, have been there where you may have been doing good naturally, but it was something missing on the inside. Amen. Uh, you know, everything was going well with the family. Everything was going well with the jobs and you had plenty of money to spend. And, you know, you was up here on the mountaintop. Huh? Your health was doing good. Oh, come on here. But there was something missing at some point. Oh, my God. And a lot of times we spin our wheels and we're seeking after that something that's deep down and you can't explain it. You couldn't explain it. You couldn't put your finger on it. But you knew there was something that was missing. So this young man had reached a point. And he goes to God himself. What is it that I need to do to inherit eternal Life. And Mark 10, 22 says uh, that he went away from Jesus' grieved because he didn't get the answer that he was looking for. And I, I tell you often, be careful going to God asking him a question. 
Because when you go to God and you ask him the question, be prepared for the answer that you're going to get. And a lot of times you ain't ready. You ain't ready to receive what God got to say. Because God got some tough stuff to say. Woo! And it's going to go against your flesh. It's going to go against your thinking. It's going to go against your spirit. But your spirit ain't like God. Your thinking ain't like God. Oh, the Bible says he told the prophet that my ways are above your ways. My faults are above your faults. So when you go to God, just know that you may not receive the answer that you were seeking. Oh, my God, because God got a way of disrupting our thinking and disrupting our life and flipping the script and turning stuff around. God is a master at it. Dealt with this young man. You came to me. This is in what God was saying, and we have to remember that. Uh, God don't need us. We need him. You came to God. You need God's blessing. You need God's provision. You need God to keep you. You need God to heal you. You need God to make a way. You need God. He don't need us. So when you go to God, just remember, he ain't needing nothing that you got. He don't even need our little funky praise. Huh? We act like you don't come in here and did God a service. God don't need us. He got birds out there twirling around, doing flips in the air, giving him praise. Uh, oh, come on here. Uh, we acting like it's a hard thing to lift our hands and a hard thing to lift our voice. Uh, a hard thing to come in here uh, and read him of his word uh, in his presence. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. God don't need us. He got a rock out in the parking lot. Right there in the flower bed, just open the door. There's some rocks out there in them flower beds and on that parking lot that'll cry out, Hallelujah, Hosanna to the highest. Glory be to God. Thank you, God. He got a rock if you won't do it. So don't get it twisted now. Uh, so Jesus had to bust the young man, Bubba. And sometimes God will bust your bubble, huh? Because we can think we so high, huh? And have it all. And then God will bust your bubble and say, you ain't got nothing. You're blind and naked. You're destitute. Oh, you may have stuff, but the stuff got you. And you don't have God. Oh, my God. So his reaction uh, told off on him. Uh, and our reaction uh, tell off on us. Uh, when God tell you something uh, and when God deal with you, uh, you go away from God's presence uh, with your head hung down because uh, you having a hard time uh, swallowing the God's pill uh, that he just gave you. Uh, your reaction uh, told off on yourself. If you accepted what God had to say, you would say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Yeah, God, you said the truth. You just told me the truth. And I got to learn how to handle the truth. I believe it was Jack Nicholson in the movie of A Few Good Men. He said, you can't handle the truth. He sat there on the stand, on the witness stand in court when he was being tried for the murder of one of the soldiers. Oh, he gave him a long, eloquent speech and it was so passionate. And the lawyer kept on grilling him, asking him about the truth. And he said, you can't handle the truth. So the question is, can you handle God's truth? <laughs> can you really handle it? Woo! So Jesus cut down to the nitty gritty. I love Jesus. Because he get down to the crooks. I used to work for, you know, British woman, old Brit. And she was, you know, pretty gruff. You know, pretty straight down to the point. And she would always, you know, come up to me. Oh, Monica, you know, is the way she pronounced my name. You know, we need to get down to the crooks. You know, as we say, you need to get down to the crooks of the matter, you know, because she would leave me in charge and, you know, why she go home. But anyway, there was no nothing to it. But anyway, she would always walk around and say, well, the crooks of the matter is. And Jesus got down to the crooks of the matter where this young man's heart was, was in his pocket. It's where the heart is, is the issue. Oh, so we got down to the matter that God's kingdom is about giving and serving. Not buying and not having. But we live in a culture and a society that is all about buying and having. Hmm. Not about serving and giving. Because we are selfish, self-righteous people. Oh, my God. I'm talking in general. Oh, if you get offended, just get offended and hush. Because it's my time now. Glory to God. We live in a culture and a society. Well, all we think about is ourself. Oh, we take 50 selfies a day. Oh, we're constantly fluffing and puffing on ourselves. We cater to the flesh from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. It's all about self. Oh, my God, what can I do for myself? And sometimes you and get so caught up in doing for yourself that you're really not focused on the weighty of the matter. Oh, am I fulfilling my purpose that God has put me on this earth for? Or am I so caught up with myself that I can't think about the things of God, that can't think about the kingdom of God, that I can't think about labor and service unto the Lord because we get caught up in self. Hold on, I'm going to walk down your road in a minute. Just hold on. 
It's still early. <laughs> Woo! But I feel the wind of God. If you can get your mind off yourself, building your name, building your brand. And I know we live in a culture that's so wrapped up in building a brand and building their name. Oh, but honey, you better be concerned about lifting up Jesus. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men under me. It ain't about our name. Our name don't mean nothing. But the name of Jesus Christ, there's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. Is that the name of Jesus? Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. The Father is about him. It ain't about me. It ain't about you. It ain't about your brand. The highest name in heaven and earth is Ain't against you having your your businesses and your careers and your degrees, but you don't put none of that mess above God. Uh, because to God it's all tissue paper. You hear me? Uh, oh my God. Uh, you can have them lined up on the wall. Uh, put all your certificates and all your degrees, all your achievements. Uh, you can have a hall of fame in your house. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, it's all tissue paper to God. Uh, God want to know, uh, are you going to serve me? Uh, are you going to love me uh, with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength? Are you going to give yourself holy unto the Lord? That's all he wanted to know. <laughs> Let's get down to the crux of the matter. Jesus. Oh, so Jesus realized here because he saw the young man coming before he even came. Ooh, he already knew. God already know your heart. He already know your motive. He know what's in your mind. He saw this young man coming. He thought he was going to slide in smooth to Jesus. Go ask him a question on the slide. No good and well, he wasn't ready to be saved. Oh, because he had so much that he had to maintain. That so much he had to deal with in the natural. He wasn't ready for a spiritual answer. He wasn't ready to be spiritual. You better make sure when you go to God that you're ready to be spiritual because flesh came to the flesh but it's a spirit. Oh my God. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, but what we're trying to hold on to, I hope you realize it can't keep you. Everything that we got, everything we don't work for, all the paychecks we don't spend, some of it wise and some of it foolish. Oh, come on here. Everybody done had money fly through their hands like Tisha. Oh my God. We done built our nice things and our edifices, our homes and businesses, and all of that. It's all wonderful. Because guess what? It's going to stay right here. It ain't going nowhere. It's going to all stay here. 
the boat ain't going to heaven. The motorcycle ain't going. The five-bedroom, six-bath house ain't going. The 20 acres and a mule ain't going. All of it. The nice sports car. The big SUV. All of it going to stay right here. <laughs> we can't handle 20. We sure can't handle 40. <laughs> oh, come on here. Everything that we obtain, the silver and the gold, all the diamonds and the gems and rubies. Oh, God don't need none of that. He got it all up there in his edifice. Oh, my God. Paved with real stuff. You know, the little fake stuff. Yeah. It's real gold up there, honey. It's real rubies and diamonds and emeralds and onyx and sapphires. And it's all of the real stuff up there. Well, we just perpetrating down here. And you ain't seen no real stuff. <laughs> God don't need none of that. Huh? He allow us to get stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they have lab-created diamonds now. Lab-created gems. You know, you can just get in the lab and, you know, with your fancy instruments and, you know, you can make it look real shiny, you know, unless you have a, a good eye, you know, to be able to tell what's the real and what's the fake stuff. Uh-huh. You know, man, they got so smart now, they just make it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, back to what Jesus was dealing with this young man. So, you know, he was obviously clinging to possession. Status. That was his security. Hmm. Don't it look like the society we're in now? They're using things and status as security. Huh? Because they don't have the peace of God. They don't have the focus. Huh? To put things in the right perspective. Hmm. You better make sure that all that you do and all that you have, that you keep it 100 with God. <laughs> you better keep it all in perspective. You hear me? Because God got a way as sure as you went up. He'll snatch the rug out from underneath you. You hear me? Wherever you go, don't you forget God. And when you got a whole lot of folk that's done got high up, Huh? Done got promotions and all those things. It's all great. It's all good. I ain't mad at you. Glory to God, because when God get ready to promote me, amen, God. But to God be glory. Huh? Glory to God, because I realize I ain't nothing. I can't do nothing without God. It's through him I move, live, have my being, everything I am, everything I hope to be is all in God. But don't forget about God. <laughs> oh boy, we can get so caught up again, Elder, that we forget about God. He was the one that gave you the strength to do all that work. He was the one that gave you the gifts, the gifts and the works of your hands, uh, the ingenuity, the brightness, the creativity. He was the one that gave it. Mm hmm. And we love to pump ourselves up. We're so great and wonderful. No, God is wonderful. 
No, God is good. Uh, a young man going to try to be slick and call him good master. Jesus say, why are you calling me good? Huh? You know, we, we try to play some games with God. Like he can't sift through stuff. Like, yeah, yeah we're going to fluff God and flatter God. Oh, God, you're such a good God. You're such a good master. Oh, master. God already know your language. He already know how you talk. You ain't got to try to fancy up and pretty up nothing with God when he already know. He know your diction. He, he know all of that. He know your education. He know how your mind processes stuff. You ain't got to try to go to God and flash it and pretty it up. Just keep it real with God. Just keep it real. Hey, why you calling me good? Huh? Uh, you said, if you really say you love me, you keep my commandments. Ain't that what he said? Told his disciples, if you love me, you will do what I say. You will keep my word. Keep my commandments. Since you say, oh, I just love the Lord. Ain't that what we say? We go around, I just love the Lord. Well, why is it that you're having a hard time doing what he's saying? We can't keep his word, but we profess in so much love. Mm. <laughs> My God. So Jesus had a challenge here for this young man. And the young man, I know he didn't go to God for all of that. <laughs> but since you came to God, God presents a challenge to him. <laughs> he said, now what is it, God, that I lack? He keep on asking God questions uh, and then wonder why God messed him up. <laughs> you keep on asking God uh, all these crazy, foolish questions uh, and then wonder why God jacked you up, uh, why he twists your whole world up. You was the one that came to him with that nonsense. Be careful how you approach God. <laughs> because the Bible said he's the all-wise God, our Savior. He is great and eternal in the heavens. And he's not little Johnny. He's not dirty Sally. Be careful how you approach this God. Because he's not a toy. He's not going to play with you and deal with your foolishness and your nonsense. He's going to send you away looking sad. Woo! <laughs> Y'all will catch it in a minute. Oh, you got to be careful dealing with this God. Oh, he has all knowledge, all wisdom. Oh, come on, somebody. He is the almighty. Be careful. How you go? Be ready. <laughs> what is it that I lack, God? What is it? That's the question to the class today. What is it that you lacking? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go around the room a little bit. <laughs> I had to meditate on that thing for a while all week long. What is it that you're lacking? 
Think about it for a minute. Don't look at nobody else. You can look at you. What is it that you are lacking? What is it, God, that I'm missing? Because I've been in church for a long time, and I've been doing works in the church. I've been serving your God. Oh, I've been fasting and praying, trusting and believing God. I've been going through the storm and the rain. Oh, I've been going through hell and hot waters. Oh, God, I done seen your move. I done seen your work. I done seen your power. Oh, and I keep coming. I keep coming. But God, what is it? Let your mind do a trip. Because, see, you thought you done done everything you can do. Oh, you done thought you done reached the pinnacle. Oh, because you're working and laboring for God. Everything seems like it's going well. God is blessing you. Oh, God is bringing you up. Oh, come out here. God is using you now. And you think that you done reached a pinnacle of status. But it's something that is missing. Let me look at you. Look everybody right here, first lady. Oh, you ain't made it yet. You ain't made it. You still got a lot of work to do. Just scratching the surface, baby. You just, we just, you just scratching the surface. Oh, with your anointed appointed self, with your sanctified self. Oh, come out here. You just scratching. I told you it was going to get a little rough. Hold on to your seat. I'm going to come down your row in a few minutes. What is it, God, that is missing? He had youth and wealth. He had power. Had all that stuff that we all seek at some point in our life. Hmm. But the emptiness. And it came to Jesus looking for more. How many times have you came to Jesus looking for more? You say you waiting on God. No, honey, he waiting on you. Oh, you know you need more. You got desires to do more for God. But you sit back and let somebody else step up in front of you. Instead of you volunteering. Instead of you stepping up. Oh, come out here. Oh, you didn't come to the kingdom to sit back and watch. You came to work while it was day. Because at night no man was hot. And everything that I am, everything I set out to do, is all for the glory of God. You know it's some tough stuff, but you need to hear it. Just give me a few more minutes and come down your road. 
some of this hot off the press. Woo! My God! Woo, God is slicing, ain't it? Oh, my God. Then Jesus looked at the young man, because he realized where he was. <laughs> and every time God look at you, he knows where you are. Let me say that again. Every time God look at you, he knows exactly where you are. Hmm? That's why fronting don't do well with God. Uh, you can fake and front in front of folk all you want to. Huh? God see right down to the nitty and the gritty. <laughs> Woo! He know exactly where you are spiritually. And trying to be somewhere where you ain't, it don't work with God. You're going to have to go through the processes. You got to go through the trials and tribulation. You got to go through the affliction. You got to go through the hardships. You got to go through the disappointments. You got to go through God paying you down and building you up, planting and plucking you. You got to go through the processes. You got to go through the labor and travail. You got to go through laying out before him, being cut off from other folk that you may want to be around. The Holy Ghost is talking to somebody today. And you're still going through processes. Thank you, Jesus. And a lot of you, you're letting life handle you. I hear you, Holy Ghost. Life is getting the best of us here. We're going through different seasons and phases with God. Instead of letting the Holy Ghost minister and lead us and direct, we say it. We talk and we quote scriptures, but what are you doing? Why do we keep falling on our face? But the Holy Ghost will be working in you. No. Stop. Shut up. Listen. Let her go. Let him go. They ain't your friend. They are your enemy. The Holy Ghost speaking here. You look at me crazy all you want to. But God is trying to deal with you. Huh. You thought folks was in your corner. They're really not for you. You better take heed to your company. Because they're ripping the coattail out of your back as soon as you turn away from them. Talking about you like a dog in the street. Wow. It's tough stuff. But yeah, you better count up the cost. Because when Jesus taught the disciples... They were so excited. And all we can get excited about serving the Lord, working for the Lord, doing the works of God. 
said, boys, count up the cost. Because what you ain't thinking about is the cost that it's going to take to serve me. Have you really weighed it out before you let your mouth say a whole lot of junk you can't take to the bank and cash it? Sometimes you talk too much. Count up the cost, Peter, with your bold, eccentric self. We brag on being bold for the Lord. Brag on how bad we is in the gospel. Hmm. Be careful, John, because I know that you are the disciple that laid his head on my breast. The one that Jesus loved. But be careful that you don't get filled with pride as if you're the only one that God is loving and dealing with. Be careful. Oh, my God. Be careful. Like the rich young ruler. Didn't count up the cost. The disciples didn't understand what Jesus was saying. But when you look in the book of Acts and you look into the letters, into the New Testament church and how the apostles had to suffer many afflictions, trials and tribulations. They was mocked. They were beaten with many stripes. Stone pushed out the city. Had to go hungry. Had to go naked. But they were committed and dedicated. Oh, that's it, right? Commitment and dedication. Is that what we're missing? <sighs> Just look at the life of the apostles. Is that what you're missing? They was on a whole nother plane of dedication that they were willing to give their life for the gospel of the kingdom. Whatever it took, are y'all at that place, whatever it takes, no, don't you answer that. Don't, don't, you, don't you do it. Don't, don't, don't you, don't. Are you at that point now? Are we singing the song, whatever it takes? No, you ain't. <laughs> no, you're not. They came in here right now. Get ready to persecute you for the name of Jesus Christ and say we're going to hang you on this lovely little cross that you got in this church. You'll be the first one to dot the dope. I'm just saying, you know, Let's just get down to the crux. You're not there. And we got to get there, Elder. 
we, we, we got to get there because you were placed in the end times. You were put in the position for suffering and affliction and persecution. I know you don't want to hear, we want to hear prosperity, don't we? Uh-huh. Oh, God's just going to bless me richly with a bunny. He ain't had life in that more bunny. We're talking about your money. Stop taking stuff out of context. That's what are you talking about. Mm-hmm. We're living in a society and a culture now, you know, in the church where we love to take stuff out of context so we can fit it to our little mess. Ain't what Jesus was talking about. Huh? <laughs> Give a hoot about your cars and all your junk. Like I say, you don't mean a hill of beans to God. <laughs> Okay, let me get back, let me get back, let me get back. And so Jesus, he saw him. And what did he do? He loved him. Y'all better be glad. And I'm, I'm real glad. <laughs> that he saw my crazy self and he just loved me. My messed up, jacked up self, my crazy thinking self, my nasty attitude self, all of it. Wretched, wickedness, evil, corrupt self. God saw me. He saw you. Woo, while you trying to pretty it up, he already know everything about you. And he saw you. And he just loved you. with our self-righteous self. He drawed us with love. How, how, how did you get here? How, how, how did you get here? Because you were so good, you were Mary Poppins. Mm -mm. How did you get in the kingdom? Because of God's love and kindness. What? How did you get in the kingdom? He drew me with his love and kindness. Oh, you were doing everything just right, though, right? No, 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 no. Huh? Everything wrong. No, no. No, no. Yeah, you were Mother Teresa, wasn't you? No. How did you get in here? Love and kindness. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm going to get a different opinion, you know, because, you know, you highly emotional. You know, and God knows when we highly emotional. Well, see, I'm just going to Grace and mercy. Huh? Grace and mercy. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, you see? Loving kindness and his tender mercies. Just as long as we know and we ain't forgot and we ain't got twisted up and we don't forget how it got here with a loving kindness have I drawn me. It was because of grace. His amazing grace how sweet the sound. And it saved the wretch like me. I once was lost but now I'm found. His unmerited favor. I didn't deserve it, favor. But he shed it anyway. And he still shed it today. But folks is turning their nose up at it. They don't want to receive it. Because they can't perceive that God is a God of love. He's a God of love and mercy and compassion. But one thing God ain't. And God ain't no fool. You may have been a fool in the game, but God ain't never no fool. You may have let them pimp you, but you ain't going to pimp God. Huh? 
Oh, you coming into the church world today. Oh, you coming here. Think the church got to change to fit your flesh, to fit your foolishness and your nonsense. You don't want to be conformed by the renewing of your mind. You don't want to come out of the world, but you want to bring a word in the church that ain't high work because the world is an enemy to God. You got to decide whether I want God or I want the world. Tell them to make the decision. You done decided everything else. What's the, what's the hard part? Decide whether you want God or the world. I know you don't like it on the podcast, but you can keep on scrolling because I got to tell you the truth. God said I will be first. God, it's not your play pretty. You either go serve him and serve him all the way or he won't accept it at all. Well, we say we have God, but where's your peace at? You say you have God, where's your joy? Why are you so depressed? Why are you so down? Huh? The joy of the Lord is supposed to be your strength. Huh? He give us the all the joy and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. What is going on with the church? And we say we got God. And we acting just like the world with no hope. You say you got God. Huh? Every time you turn around, you down. Why? Why? Why somebody got to constantly encourage you? Why? Why? You got to constantly have people in your face. Why? Why? You got to constantly have a pat on your back telling you you're doing what's right when you ought to know what's right by the word of God. Why? Why? But you say you got God. That's what you said. But you're not happy. Ain't that what being blessed is? I know y'all done equated blessings with things like the rich young ruler, but I'm talking about the blessing of the Lord that make rich and add no sorrow. It means to be happy. Why ain't you happy? Huh? Well, we have to ask ourselves the question. Huh? Because Paul said godliness with contentment is great gain. Oh, Godliness and being content. Mm. Wow. Maybe that's what's missing. I keep going back to the question, what's missing? Are you content with what God has already done? But we steady go in his presence begging for most stuff, more junk, stuff that don't mean us no good, that's going to get you off. And God knows it. Huh? Contentment. Contentment. Somebody look up the word contentment real quick. You should have a Bible dictionary on your phone, some type of Merriam-Webster, some kind of King James. I can look it up now. I'm giving y'all an opportunity to participate. Contentment. Because it's obvious rich young ruler didn't have it. Mm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ain't 
understand what I was just talking about? A state of what? A state of happiness and satisfaction. State of happiness and satisfaction. When you show God that you're content, you're showing him, God, I'm happy with you. Everything you done done for me. I'm content. If you want to bless me, well, move. amen. Glory to God. I ain't going to stop you. But just know, God, that you done already done enough. <laughs> you, you done already blessed my life so good. <laughs> I ain't got no complaint. What you complaining about? Huh? What, what complaint you got? God done already blessed your life so good. Huh? He done been so good to you. If you just take a step back now, I, I know sometimes you can't see it because, you know, you get wrapped up in your own mind and your own flesh. But take a step back and look how God has blessed your life. Contentment. Being satisfied. Hmm. What are you willing to do to gain the riches of the world? I'm asking some hard questions here. What are you willing to do to get what you got? And to maintain it, because he had to maintain the riches. The riches ain't the problem, but it can have you. It can have you. It can have you wrapped around the finger. The more you have, the more you got to do to maintain it. Ain't a problem with having. Let me say that loud and clear. God ain't got a problem with you having. Uh-huh. Because he blessed many of his servants with many riches, huh? Cattles and servants and clothing and jewelry. He did that, but he could trust them. Oh, that, that's the key. That, that, that's the key right there. He don't mind you having, but can he trust you to do right by? Ooh, he could trust Abraham. <laughs> Abraham left all his folk behind. Hmm? He didn't stagger at the promise of God, but he went exactly where God told him to do. Abraham wasn't perfect. No, he wasn't perfect. Ain't none of us perfect. Ain't nobody perfect in the word. But he obeyed God. <laughs> God could trust him. Oh, Jesus, can he trust you with all that you're asking for? Because, see, God knows what's here. He knows what's right in here. Look at here. Look at here. Look at here. He knows what's in there. Huh? No, it's right there. Mm. Yeah. He knows who's selfish. He knows who will use it for selfish gain. Oh, my God. But Jesus said it best. You can't serve two masters. You're going to either love one or you're going to hate the other. Oh, come on here. He also told his disciples, take heed and beware of covetousness. Because he realized that his children can get wrapped up in wanting something that's Somebody else. Covetous. You know y'all ain't like first lady. It's winding down. 
Jesus said a man's life don't consist not in the abundance of things which he possesses. You better spend more time in the spirit, you know, like I know. Because, honey, you're going to need all the touch from God. You're going to need all the presence of God, all the word of God you can get. You hear me? All the strength you can muster. You're going to need it all. Because you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen next month. You don't know what's going to happen in six months. You don't know what's going to happen the next year and the year after that if you're still here to live it. You don't know. they already shooting down missiles and balloons from countries as spying on the United States of America. War is coming. Uh, it's a warning. Huh? Oh, yes. Huh? We can turn a deaf ear and a blind eye all you want to. Huh? But America has plenty of enemies, huh? plenty of people huh? are waiting on the opportunity huh? to come in your country and take it over. Huh? To take you like slaves. Oh, come on here. Oh, don't you think that it is all a system that the economy is failing not only here but all over the world. It's all a setup so we can lead you into the new world order. Oh, come on somebody. Wake up Zion and put on strength. Wake up. Your enemies are surrounding the border. Your enemies are in the country. They're building sacks and cults right now. Jesus, they're watching. Hmm. Putting balloons up. Think what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It ain't harmless. Yeah. Co-president, he mean well. Huh? He don't realize the danger we in. <laughs> in danger. And if it wasn't for you being here, if it wasn't for the church, oh, they would have came in here and made roughshod of the United States of America, our great country. Oh, come on here. That's why you can't come off your post being so filled with yourself and everything you're going through that you can't get a prayer through. Honey, you need to rick your shoe that your prayers reach Oh, because the country is in need of prayer. Your sons and your daughters need prayer. Oh, come on, somebody. This generation needs much prayer. Oh, God has put you here for a purpose to let your light shine. What you trying to hide it for? This ain't the time to hide it. It's time to let it shine. Because God has got a work he's trying to do. And he moves through men. Count up the costs. Count up the costs. Are you fully, fully committed? That's the question we got to ask ourselves every day. Am I really committed to this thing? Or am I going through the motion? Are you going through the motion? It's easy to do, you know, because we get in a habit and a routine of doing things, you know, without purpose. But have you really put your mind to it? Hmm. But see, the problem with the generation elders, they're spinning their wheels so fast, they ain't getting nowhere. Huh? They think because they fast, huh? because they're young and witty, and they got all this knowledge and technology, and they're just spinning their wheels, they're getting nowhere fast. Huh? Because they don't have God. Yeah, it's a microwave generation. We want what we want, and we want it now. 
We don't want to wait on the Lord and be a good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. I don't want to hear that. Huh? We want it right now, God, right now. Like you spoil brass. God ain't got no spoil brass. No, you don't. Mm -mm. You're going to wait on him or you ain't going to get it. It's just as simple as that. You hear me? You don't make no demands to God. You don't tell God how to run his kingdom. You don't tell God how to run your life. He got your life in the palm of his hand. He's a sovereign God. He knows. He knows. He knows. You don't tell God how he going to deal with folk. You don't know what God is doing in the background. You don't know what God is doing on the side in the front of you. God is always moving just because we stuck in a rut and just because we done grown cold and complacent don't mean that God ain't moving. God is moving. Hmm? He's moving. Just because he ain't moving in your neck of the woods and my neck of the woods don't mean he ain't moving. He dealing with somebody right now. He delivering somebody off of crack and junk. Huh? Off of turning tricks while we sitting here taking God for granted. That he got to do everything that we got going on. That he got to fall in line with our program. God ain't going to get with our program. We're going to get in his. It's his kingdom. Hmm. Wow. So the love of money is the root of all evil. Huh? It's not the money again. Money's the problem. What's what's in our hearts? What's in our covetous spirit? Huh? The love. The lust. James said you're drawn away by your own lust. And you're enticed. It's your appetite. What drives you? What makes you thirsty? What makes you want a little more and a little more and a lot more and a lot more and a lot more and you see it and you want it and you want it you're going to have it and whatever it takes for you to get it, that's what you gonna do because it's in your heart. We don't want to fast that, but we love the Lord. It mean I gotta lie, cheat, and steal on the tax return and everything else. I want it. I want it. I want more thousands, and I want more, more, more. I'm going to put somebody else's stuff on the application because I want it. I want it. And whatever it takes for me to get it, I'm a hook and I'm a crook. And ain't nobody going to see me and they ain't going to know about it um, because I want it. Uh, and everything that I need to do to get it. Uh, we we'll forge a signature and forge our income and forge this and forge that. You are lying and a cheat in the same way that you got it. The same way you're going to lose. Well, I know it, it wasn't a pretty commentary today. Because uh, we got to make room for what's eternal. The young man had so much that he was caught up in and wrapped up in, didn't have room for God. 
so here's another question. Have you made room for God to move? Huh? I'm just asking the question. Y'all help me out because this is Sunday school. We're supposed to participate. Y'all ask me. Have you made room for God to move? Huh? Have you gave him some faith to move with? Huh? Because this is by faith. This is a kingdom of faith. The principle, the doctrine is by faith. Have you given something for God to work with? Huh? Do you have any more room left? You got some room for Jesus, sis. Oh, come on. I know. I know you. You know, you all together and stuff. But I'm just asking a question. Do you have room for God to move in your life? Uh, you don't close up the door. You don't close up the windows, huh? Uh, where God can't get in. Huh? The old church said you need to heist up your window and open up your door huh? and let Jesus come on in. Huh? Have you closed off the door for God to get in? Uh, that's the question. Yeah, uh, you know, open up the door for everybody else. Everything else in your life take precedence. Well, you're leaving God an opportunity to move. I'm just asking the question. Y'all here first lady out this morning. Because a lot of times we ain't leaving God in no space. You let everybody dump all their problems and their issues in your lap. Huh? You get all cluttered in your mind huh? by what's on junk TV and radio huh? and what's on the telephone huh? and what's all the noise going on in the family. Huh? What's all the noise going on in the government. Huh? You don't leave room huh? for God to come in. Huh? Oh, we can't get silent. Huh? We can't meditate on his word. Huh? Spend time with God. Huh? Labor before God on our face huh? and wait on God to give us an answer. Wait on God to give us direction. Huh? Oh, come out here. Are you leaving room for God? I'm just asking a question. Because our agenda it seems like it's weightier than God. But all our plans, our diet plan, uh, you know, we got diet plan, we got an exercise plan, we got a financial plan, uh, we got Dave Ramsey playing how to get out of debt, and we got all these plans. But I'm asking you the question, have you planned for God? Have you made room for the move of God? With all your planning, all your calendar books, all your appointments, you better keep an appointment with God. You better. You worried about going to the doctor and what the doctor going to say. Huh? You better be worried about what God got to say. Huh? Or you worried huh, about a second opinion huh, and a third opinion. Huh? But you better get that opinion. Huh? That's who you need to be concerned with. Huh? Oh, come on, somebody. Huh? The one that got power over death, hell, and the grave. You better hear Jesus. Y'all didn't like this direction, first lady going, but I just am who I am. Just asking some hard questions because I had to ask myself. I ain't asking y'all nothing, I ain't asked myself. And when I get into the word, I get into it for me first. <laughs> 
Because I got to do that which is right. I got to do right by God. I got to be faithful and dedicated. I got to be fully committed. I have to ask myself, what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to do? What are you willing to show God? The question is, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to let go? Are you fully persuaded? Are you fully 